please give me a thumbs up if I have audio. I just did an audio check and it is not saying I have audio. Uh, don't know what the hell. Please give me a thumbs up. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. I am Sarah from Texas and this is our place to chat all the latest reality TV gossip. Jeff Lewis Live, Jeff Lewis Extended. Do I have audio? Can you hear me? Ugh. Why is it being weird? Check, check. I mean, it's not. It's good? Why is it not showing it? Okay. Let's go with it. We hear you. Okay. Yay. I don't know why my audio check a few minutes ago was not going through. Anyways. Okay. Happy Monday, everyone. I am very distracted by this YouTube live on John Yates. Nothing's going on right now. Um, but y'all know I'm obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. Shout out to the friend that told me about it because I would have never known. I've never heard of John Yates. Uh, I guess he's a content creator, but he's also friends with Angela from 90 Day Fiance. So 90 Day Fiance's Angela lives in Hazelhurst, Georgia with her adult daughter. And they're like, her like six kids, like little kids. And she's been married to Michael from Nigeria for a couple of years now. Apparently, he came from Nigeria right before Christmas to be with her in Hazelhurst, Georgia. There supposedly wasn't a fight. There supposedly was nothing going on. He was actually babysitting one of her granddaughters who had just gotten out of the hospital. They don't say the age of the girl, but Friday morning at 11 a.m. and by themselves, and then Angela goes to the store to get things to make for lunch. She comes home and Michael's missing. He didn't take his phone. He didn't take extra clothes. It doesn't appear. They've got video of him leaving. He seems to walk out of her house as normal, goes around a corner. And I think they lose him after that. I don't think there's cameras to see him after that. But it doesn't seem like he's in a rush, an emergency. He's not with someone else. What is going on? This guy, John Yates, wherever he lives, he and his friend, partner, whoever he is, some other guy, they drive like 12 hours straight to come to Angela's house. So they are at Angela's house. She's been on part of the live at this point at two o'clock Texas time. They've been live for about three hours today. <laughs> Michael is just Michaeling. Oh my God, that might be, uh, we hope he's just Michaeling, right? We hope for the best. Um. But he doesn't take anything with him, even his passport. And she seemed kind of pissed. I'm trying to watch it. He left the grandchild. Uh, so finally today, it is seen as a missing person's, I think for adults, it has to be more than 48 hours. So I guess Saturday, Sunday, I guess yesterday at 11 a.m. would have been 48 hours. But anyways, I'm told today statewide, it is um, a missing persons. I mean, I know not everyone watches 90 Day Fiance, but I do. I would recognize Michael in a heartbeat. I mean, I'd be like, oh my God, where's Angela? Uh, I, reports are that he's in Las Vegas. I don't know. This is going to be one of those stories that just kind of unfolds all the time. They said, um, so some girl named Sophie is on the live they see, they're definitely, the guy, John Yates, is definitely at her house. You hear one of the granddaughters in the background. I'm like, I mean, does she really need to be hearing all this nonsense? Um, 
even one girl in the comments. So you can only comment if you're a subscriber and I'm not a subscriber of his, I can read the comments. So I'm reading the comments, but I was also listening to Jeff Lewis extended, obviously with Carrie and Pej and Jeff. Um, but at one point towards the end, somebody is in her town, Hazelhurst, Georgia. And John says, oh, look up the address and come over. Angela wants to invite anyone over to her house. Like what? Your husband is missing. Now, don't get me wrong. When Angela was on, she seemed very perturbed. She very much, there was a lot of anti-Nigerian talk, lots of negativity as if he has done this and used her. She is very angry. Okay. So there's not really a thing of like, she's worried about him. She's more, what I saw of it is she is more pissed that he has used her this whole eight years and left her, made this, uh, made this plan. Even the other girls, Sophie, uh, John, they're, they're all talking about, um, and in the comments, people are talking about the huge Ni Nigerian population and they, have this, you know, way of protecting each other and like getting new passports and new. It's a lot. But why would Angela be okay inviting strangers to her freaking house where six of her grandchildren live? Just because they're a fan of 90 Day Fiance? She said, John says she wants to give them more information. Melanie says, Angela has treated him horribly. Tell me more in comments. Um, Krista says, Angela knows he's been playing the long game all this time. She's so ballsy. Why would she go along with it then? Especially financially. I assume she's taking money away from her daughter and her grandchildren that she, I don't know if she supports them. I would, one would say 90 Day Fiance supports them, right? Maria says she loves the attention and Cecile says she loves the publicity. Well, clearly. Oh, Wendy says, John is a lot of drama. He was, he was the one involved when Paul turned it missing as well from Paul and, um, uh, you always say her name wrong, whatever that Maroney shit. What's her name? Wow. That's interesting. Interesting. Um, and yeah, somebody brought up if, um, See if the other TLC people know about this. Oh my gosh. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Whoa. Krista says, I really think Angela thought she could hold him hostage with the threat of immigration. She forgot we don't have that anymore. She definitely mentioned one part of it because I was kind of going in and out of it, um, especially when Jeff Lewis Extended was on commercials. Um, she definitely mentioned... Uh, you know, security measures and police and, and, and what have you, not ISIS, but another word. And she was talking about God, they're going to look into my whole freaking family. Now she was very, I don't think she's worried for Michael. I think she's just pissed. Surprised she hasn't had a bonfire and like set his shit on fire out in her front yard yet. Um, right now it just seems to be that guy chatting now. Somebody asked if he can help locate him like he did with Paul. But remember at that point, they were even saying, yeah, he definitely left his phone so people couldn't find him, right? Karime. Karime? Karini? Karini. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what else is going on? Let's chat the Wendy Williams. Let's chat Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen Live was back live today of all days.
Thursday last week is when Brandy Glanville from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Morocco came out with the, not, not a lawsuit, but basically with some big time attorneys and basically said, look, I feel like I've been SA'd. Look that up if you don't know the term. I can't, I don't think I can use it on YouTube. Um, and here's, here's the video of it and don't, you know, don't, uh, don't delete any information because we might need it for a lawsuit in the future. Andy Cohen came back with a public apology, but he basically said, look, she was in on the joke. Uh, it was wrong. And I do apologize. Then of course he was off as scheduled on Friday. He didn't mention it all today. I'm sure that was the recommendation by the attorneys. I'm sure there was more than one phone call going on. Um, anyways, he talked about family stuff, taking Ben to the Harlem Globetrotters, which we saw on his Instagram this weekend. We saw him post a cute video of doing a side ponytail. It might still be up, but it might have already expired. You know, Instagram stories only expire expire after 24 hours. And um, Wait, are they really doing a bonfire on the lawn? God, I hope not. Chris, I'm dying. I hope not, but it wouldn't shock me with Angela. Um, anyways, and, you know, a cute side ponytail video of baby Lucy. You know, he talked about how busy his weekend does. Was I never knew. I don't think I'd ever heard a year. I think, somebody tell me if I'm wrong, on Andy Cohen Live today, that they finally told us that he and John Hill dated for nine years. That's a long ass time. I'm almost thinking that's the longest relationship Andy's been in and the longest relationship John Hill's been in. I don't know. Um, also interesting about the traders. So in a couple of days, uh, Andy Cohen goes out and records um, the reunion for um, Potomac. And then I think a couple of days later, maybe the next day, he is going to record the reunion for the traders. And he talks about seeing the finale of the traders. He said, it's so good. It was making John Hill so freaking jealous that he didn't know what's going to happen. But he said, it's really good. And it really reminds him. So John and him were big into like reality shows and, and uh, you know, those types of TV shows where it was more um, competition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they dated for nine years, Louise. Um, but with the traders, uh, somehow they started talking about glam and how good Phaedra's makeup and some of the other ladies and their stylist. So they definitely had a stylist there because they had kind of a theme, it seemed like. Remember the plaid, the little beret hats, the little scarves, you know, the fur coats and all the things. Um, but he texts Phaedra and they had no glam. She had to do her own makeup. They weren't allowed to bring in their own glam. So good job. And then, of course, he says, or maybe a caller called in. Maybe a caller called in and said, you know, does she, We I don't even know if she still has it. Does she still have this funeral home where she was, um, I don't, I'm saying it wrong. I'm sure there's a professional way of saying it, but I don't know. Putting makeup on deceased people in the funeral home. Uh, anyways, but she said, maybe all the years of doing that, uh, you know, gave me some tips for doing my own makeup. So. Anyways, I just kind of wanted him to mention the Brandy thing. Of course, I didn't think he would. But I mean, I wanted him to, right? Don't you want to know? <gasps> wait, what, Darla? Then wait for someone to find the song. I don't know what that means. Um, something about Carol Baskin in the grocery store. Then I wait for someone to find the song. 
Oh my gosh. I'm trying to keep watching this. Um, there's like a thousand people watching it. Let me see. I can't see how many the numbers are. Anyways, they've been on for almost three hours. Oh my God. Somebody's going to, these people are going to, y'all, people are going to drive to her house and like, she's got six kids there. Like, ooh. uh, what else? Okay. Wendy Williams. I've backtracked. Tell me if you did too. So when I set it up to record, where is Wendy Williams? The documentary I saw Friday night before it happened. So it was, it aired Friday, uh, Saturday night, episodes one and two Sunday night was episodes three and four, but I saw all these docu or a biopic called Wendy Williams, the movie. And I'm like, Ooh, I haven't seen that. So I set it up to record and then I had already seen it, but I wanted to watch it again. Uh, the documentary, mind you, Wendy Williams is an executive producer on all three of these different shows, okay, through Lifetime, and was in prison or she is in prison? Oh, God, she went to prison, Louise says. Angela's daughter went to prison. She in prison now or not? Oh, that's awful. Anyways, um, uh, I set it up to record it. I wanted to watch the other documentary that's called Wendy Williams, What a Mess. I wanted to watch that again. Okay. So Saturday, I watched the biopic. It was so freaking good. It really shows how motivated in her career, how um, resilient is a good word that her sister Wanda uses a lot about her. Uh, her mom and dad kind of tease her about her weight, really want her to be thin. You know, they just, their moms and dad, they just wanted the best for her. But you know, we see how thin Wendy got as an adult. We also see the liposuction she got. We also see maybe the cocaine use and hence addiction for her to keep her weight down. She very clearly says, I thought it was a very good biopic. So if you want to remember her in a great light, because it ends right before the divorce. So we do see all the nonsense, all the 10 year plus double life of her asshole ex, Kevin Sr. happens with the ex or the other girl. And, um, it ends before all of that. Okay. So it's really good. The actress who plays Wendy Williams is really good. It's all really good. So watch Wendy Williams, the movie. And at the end, Wendy Williams herself is on and she's very inspirational. Uh, you know, there's no like memory lot. There's nothing that there's nothing concerning at that point. These all came out. This came out in 2021. Then Wendy Williams, what a mess documentary opens up with Wendy. She's a mess. Not so much. You see a little bit of signs of maybe the dementia and maybe the aphasia coming in, but not so much. You just more see her an emotional wreck. She really misses being married. She hates the deception. She pretty much admits she knew what was going on and she could have worked things out with him until he had a baby with her. And it's very important that they end up having a baby girl because she asks, what was the baby? Was it a boy or a girl? And we see in the documentary before she had had a miscarriage at seven weeks before they were married. Then they had another pregnancy and she lost that baby at five months. They don't talk about the gender of that baby. Then another pregnancy where she, they called it a stillborn. She had to physically deliver this baby at five months and they found, they told her it was a girl. So that just broke her that she, Big Kevin ends up having a baby girl with this 
other woman. Okay. Um, it's, it's a good one though. I had no idea how hard episode one and two would be mostly because and maybe it's the dementia, maybe it's the alcoholism, maybe it was her personality, her, her nephew who's interviewed a lot in it says she had gotten mean, you know, she had kind of gotten mean and ballsy and whatever with people, but there were some scenes that were just so hard to watch, right? Her denial, her goal of being back on TV again, not knowing where her money's at, not knowing who to trust. She's lonely. She's bored. Oh my God. It was awful. It was awful. But I will say episodes three and four that aired on Sunday and it's all out on Lifetime. I think if you don't have Lifetime, I think you can buy this series on Amazon Prime. So just look up Wendy Williams, the series, and I think you can buy it there. Um, it was better, but I, just, I still, still have so many questions. Like, who is this Sean, the publicist? Has anyone listened to her podcast? She apparently has a podcast. I'm dying to know if she has talked about this. She just disappears. They don't show her at all. They're kind of getting negative. You can see the niece, Alex Finney, who was very close to Wendy. She talked about, uh, Wendy talked about her on the show a lot, all the things. Um, she was very pissy about this Sean publicist, very sketch. She was like, who are you? Don't be sitting here with my conversation. Get her out of here. Um, and then this publicist takes Wendy without anyone knowing, without the manager will knowing, without her guardianship knowing. Is it called guardianship or guardian? They, they keep they keep using the words. Um, this guardian is a professional guardian. And her son, Kevin, was taken away of the responsibilities in 2022. And he wants that back. He's like, who better to take care of her? of Wendy than her family. Like we don't have a financial vested in where well, you hope, right? Sometimes families do have a financial interest in their, in their family. So we hope that's not the case with them. I didn't get that vibe. I really went back and forth on my love or hate of Will, this guy that she met in a club and he's a jeweler. That's why he has all these different jewelry on. He's a freaking jeweler turned manager. I want to say he was in denial. And then I think eventually it just hit him like a ton of bricks in production. And then we're like, this is way more than just alcoholism. Like, you know, it was a lot, right? It was a lot. Cecile doesn't believe there's much money left. Wasn't that sad when she was talking about, I had billions. She's talking to her niece, Alex, who's a grown ass adult. She's a newscaster in Miami. Uh, very popular. And um, she's like, I have billions and billions in the bank. No, you didn't. I mean, not billions and billions, honey. Ah. Oh, the podcast never got off the ground. The Sean girl. Um, interesting. Wow. Yes. Jet. Okay. But what? Okay. Jet says, I loved Wendy's sister, Wanda, at the end of episode four. I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like that she... The fact, okay, so at this point, Wendy has been in a medical facility, they're calling it, to treat the the cognitive de degrading of her, the, the aphasia, the dementia. Her son, Kevin, lets us know it was called, in 2022, the doctors told him it was called alcohol-induced dementia. So that's why he hates the liquor, as Wendy says, all during the documentaries. Kevin hates the liquor. I love the liquor. I love the vodka. I never really saw her drunk, though. 
And then there seems to be days or at least, you know, she's not trembling. Whatever I think about alcohol, um, what do you call it when you go away? Uh, the shakes, you know, the alcohol, the, the, if you're an addict of alcohol, she seems to be able to function a lot without it. Like her manager will does everything in his power. It seems like to not let her order drinks, but yet to remain her dignity and not fight with her. Like the airlines ordering alcohol, the restaurants ordering alcohol, the hotels saying, do not bring any alcohol to this room at all. I don't care who orders it. Um, and then Sean, the publicist is just like, Oh, it's just one or two drinks. She doesn't have a problem. I don't know. Is it denial or they were financially attached to everything and all those decisions. And if they put Wendy back on TV to make more money with Sean, or if Will put her on this podcast, you know, he was going to gain from that, right? The withdrawal. Yes. Thank you, Will. The withdrawal. It's a lot. Um, she seems better at the end, but my confusion is her sister, Wendy gets this call. Her daughter answers it because her sister Wanda is about, is doing interviews for the documentary, right? This is, she's been away about six months. She tells us she's better. So um, the daughter, Alex brings the phone to her mom. Apparently only Wendy can call them. They can't call Wendy, which is kind of confusing, right? Doesn't the phone work? But I don't know what's going on. Maybe the the Guardian isn't giving her access, putting their calls through. I don't know. It's kind of confusing, which I wish the documentary would have explained. Um, but she's talking real fast to her and basically gets off the phone real quick. My thing is, if you are getting very few phone calls that are out of your control of when you can talk to your sister, I would shut down the documentary and be like, hey, let me take this call. If she didn't want it to be on the documentary, fine. She doesn't put it on speaker like they put a lot of the phone calls on speaker. Okay, like when Wendy would call Will, they would put it on speaker, just like we see on Beverly Hills, right? So we can all hear the conversation. She doesn't do that. She was talking very quickly to her, which means she was able to take that conversation well. You know, she was able, she knew Wendy could process that very quickly, which we saw the way they had to talk to her at the end. They all had to just agree with the, the ramblings that she did, right? How the aphasia, the dementia was affecting her, the highs and lows of that. Um, I just wanted to see, I wanted to hear Wendy's voice that she's doing better. Another another call later, Wendy calls um, Will. Again, he just seems real flippant and tries to get off the phone with her really quickly. I'm like, no, we want to hear this. So they stopped recording in April of 2023. But as late as October 23, 2023, so just a few months ago, three, four months ago, they do some other interviews with the family and, and, and get updates from them. And basically it says she's doing well. Um, everything goes through an, a, a court though. Every decision, Wendy cannot make any decisions. But at this point, they hope Wendy steps forward and said, like she's doing so well we hope she steps forward to the court and says, look, I want to go live in Miami and let my family take care of me. I think in 2024, this year, sometime is the next time a, a judge has to agree to keep this private guardian as her person. Yes, Darla, seeing her feet was shocking. I'm surprised it didn't hurt more. How is she able to walk? I mean, she basically says at one point she can only feel 6% of her feet. 
another part, she said she could only fill 2%. You don't see any um, lotion they're putting on. They are so dry and thick with um, skin um, and swollen, swelling. They're swelled up from the edema. Yeah, it's lymphedema. So at this point, we are told lymphedema. We're told um, alcohol-induced dementia. We're told aphasia, which is what, uh, you know, makes her forget words and think, which, you know, we all have a tiny bit of that or more or less. And that's why you kind of see that come and go. We've all done that where we've said a wrong name. But at that dinner where even her elderly dad notices that she calls her brother Tommy, she calls him Kevin and nobody corrected her. Which, what was the point? I mean, there was no point in correcting her and just reminding her she's said the wrong name. Um, but yeah, she never complained, Linda. I know it says Steve, but her name is Linda. It's her husband's account. They look terribly painful, but she never complained. Never. You could see, we, we had seen these videos of her uh, being in like the Rite Aid or whatever she was, where she was trying to buy kitty litter, saying that she was going over to the Madame Tussauds, you know, all this stuff from like Daily Mail or TMZ videos. And you could see she was kind of unstable on her feet. And we all thought, you know, drugs or alcohol. But now I think she can't even feel her feet. That's why she needed to get out of that nice apartment because it had stairs. She's like, I need a one story flat apartment. For my feet. Everything is about the feet. Um, yeah, they look like elephant skin, Diane says. Very much so. Very much. That thick, like just kind of layer of skin over skin over skin. But I don't think it's skin. I mean, I think it's the swelling of the skin. That's why you can't just like, you know, lymphedema is very painful, said I'm good, are you? She never complains. So she could be masking, she could be masking physical pain. With alcohol, she could be masking emotional pain, the divorce, the loss of her mother, the loss of her show, you know, her son going away to college, her only child, um, the 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 betrayal and the embarrassment, the humiliation of her becoming the hot topic. You know, Sarah says, does John and Andy discuss why they broke up? And not that I've ever heard, but John was in the midst of a very serious drug problem. Like he was very much addicted to things and even taking medicine from friends' medicine cabinets. Yeah, prescriptions and otherwise. So he was he was admittedly in a very uh not a very dark place. So, you know, they haven't said why they broke up, but I don't know. I always think there's hope, but I, I think since Andy became a dad, John has zero interest in that nonsense. I don't think um, I say nonsense in the best way. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think he has any interest in being a dad or stepdad. They've kind of talked about it. So, um, yes, I know they don't, sh they showed a lot of lotion. I saw a lot of golden gold bonds lotion in the background. Uh, so I don't know if that was for her feet or not. Linda says, don't know why they don't moisturize her feet. Some prescription medication might help. I don't know. They look so painful to me. And this is where we don't know. We know her son, Kevin, talks about learning a lot whenever she was down in Miami and he would go to doctor's appointments with her. And that's when he learned more that was going on internally with her. So anyways, okay. Anyone know what's going on with uh, the Black China part was very interesting. Um, I don't know if they're still live or not. I'm trying to see. Um, 
Anyway, I think they are still live. Okay, let's get into today's Jeff Lewis Live. It's a whole Bravo week. I mean, tomorrow is old school. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Remember her washing the chicken with um, soap with Lisa Vanderpump? So tomorrow is Adrian Maloof and Doug Buden. But today was current Real Housewives of OC, Emily Simpson, and former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Teddy Mellencamp on together. They have a new podcast coming on together. So as if Teddy didn't wipe, you know, her butt with a hundred dollar bill already with this all in from Teddy Mellencamp program that she's had for a long time. Um, she also has this podcast empire growing under iHeartMedia. Uh, so I think she's got her husband, Tamara's husband, Eddie called the Eds or something. They're doing a podcast. It's a lot of duos. Um, who else? Somebody, two people from Miami are doing one together. Uh, Tamara and them have two T's in a pod. Obviously that's, uh, two T's, two T's in a pod. Why does that sound wrong? But that is it. Anyways, they have that one. Tamara's got this other one, this kind of short-term one about the traders. They've got a lot. They've got a lot. I mean, hand over foot money. I mean, just hand over foot money. Um, Oscar. Oh my God. His date last week, we'll call him Steve. because That's what he's calling him. They had a three and a half hour date. Went really well. It seemed like he ran after, jogged after him to give him a kiss on the cheek and tell him he had a great time. So that was Thursday night, maybe. I think Thursday night, he waits till last night. So that's kind of a long time. That's not a good sign that that Steve didn't reach out to him. Because I feel like Oscar already made it known on the radio that he really liked him. He felt a connection with him, thought he was very attractive. They had a three and a half hour date. Uh, they talked about coming back to that restaurant for food because they only had, you know, one drink each. He had a Shirley, Oscar had a Shirley Temple, which is non-alcoholic. Uh, but the guy friend zoned him. He said, yeah, I had a great time, but I just feel more of a friend vibe. Oh man. Uh, Oscar took it really well. Uh, Jameson said, look, as hard as it is to hear that he did the right thing. He was honest with you. He didn't lead you on. He didn't ghost you. He didn't lie to you. He didn't just blow you off. But Teddy gave the worst advice ever. She's like, you need to contact him and let him know he, he's going to regret this. And you need to come back with something snarky. Oh, my God. I did not like her advice. Did you? I did not like it. Jet said, not a fan of Teddy. I mean, I have not read all the comments underneath the Jeff Lewis picture yet. The coffee picture, as we call it on his Instagram, JL Jeff Lewis. But I'm assuming... Anytime Teddy is on anywhere, people come after her. And then they also, they don't call her Teddy Mellencamp. They'll call her her dad's daughter. You know what I mean? Anyway, so they, they're kind of snob, snub her that way. Yes, Tiffany Chump says, poor Oscar. He's too sweet. That makes it hard to find someone. Don't they always say the nice guys finish last? I hope he doesn't. He is still very young. I think he's like 23, still in college. He'll be good. Tiffany Chomp says, I read them. Okay, so tell us in comments what what they say. Did they blast her? Louise, not a Teddy fan. I don't 
mind her, but I didn't feel like she was a good fit on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, especially once she was pregnant, I feel I felt like she didn't fit in. And she, you know, they brought it up again today, talking about how when she was pregnant, she cried because Sutton told her she's boring. And she's like, I can't even drink because I'm pregnant. Ugh. Um, trying to, how does Teddy spell her name? T-E-D-D-I. Jet says, I knew the guy wasn't into him when Oscar said he skipped, ran back to him and kissed him on the cheek. And the guy didn't respond with a swoop and a bear hug kiss back. That meant no. I didn't take it that way, Jet. I took it that he was just taken off guard, like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a good sign that he, the guy didn't reach out to him all weekend. I mean, from a Thursday to a Sunday. Uh, Tiffany Chump says people hate Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Um, okay, all in with Teddy. Does everyone remember? Has everyone watched Flipping Out? Oh, my God. Has anyone not watched all 10 or 11 episodes? How many seasons were there? 10? 11? Seasons of Flipping Out? I hope so. It really gives a lot of insight to, like, Jeff, uh, Jenny, Megan is on there. Um, it's pre-Steve. Uh, pre, uh, who the hell is that? It's pre-Shane because Shane started literally a week or two before the pandemic. So March of 2020 is when Shane started. Um, anyways, uh, so he probably paid for it because he doesn't like doing anything. But uh, Jeff and Megan do the all in with Teddy Mellencamp plan. And all I remember from it is you had to like take a picture of your food, take a picture of yourself in a bathing suit or shorts. It was very intense, very low calorie. There's been a lot of um, a lot of negativity about the program. I think any program that's extreme just isn't realistic, right? I don't know, with working out, with super low calories, maybe. Just anything that's not reasonable. I mean, I say that. I literally just finished off that frozen cheesecake on a stick. Oh, my God. It was so good. Ah, I've had so much junk food lately. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Rebecca says, I rewatched all episodes of Flipping Out when Julie and Brandy were doing their weekly recaps. They didn't get very far. They only got to like, I think six, maybe eight weeks. Yeah. Anyways, I watched the entire season, May 2022. It was, I mean, the, the entire Flipping Out, it was like a job, but it was so good. I was glad to watch it all at once because when it was live, my five kids were so young. Um, I was watching, you know, Bravo and anything else I could get, but I, I didn't watch, I didn't come on to flipping out till the very end, whenever he and Gage were going to have the baby, we're going to have Monroe. And then I remember all that. Um, Emily did use, they start talking about Ozempic and Munjaro. She did jumpstart her health plan with, I think a month's use, which she was honest about back in the day, um, of Munjaro. Or of Zimpic, one of those, but she said the side effects were really terrible. And so she quit that. So it's just not good for, uh, you know, long term. I don't know if that's true, but they were joking that the code, I guess there's some discount code and it's called Half In by Jeff Lewis. So I have no idea if that's true or not. Somebody says they miss um, Megan. She's been on somewhat 
recently, but yeah, not a lot. I mean, honestly, she and Doug were like on once a week for a long time, but also that was also, I mean, the pandemic is, you know, uh, not going on currently. We're not pandemic status anyways. Um, especially during the pandemic, when Jeff was at home, Megan and Doug were really part of the ones because he wanted to limit how many people were in his house, how many people he saw. But yeah, she's definitely not as on as much anymore. Okay, Cecile, I had never even heard of this movie. And I saw it on the commercials, if I wasn't fast forwarding them all the time when I was watching Lifetime. Cecile says, anyone see the previews of Hunting Housewives with Denise Richards? And also NeNe Leakes is on it a little bit. And it looked like it looked like it was um, uh, Camille, but it, I don't think it is Camille, right? Right. Um, Megan's been on cooking kibbits. Yes. It, and it was at her house Thursday night. So, you know, but that means things are good with her and Doug and MJ. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I think she's probably just busy doing her own. Um, plus she's got a daughter that's a senior. I know she doesn't talk about that a lot, but I mean, she, she has, but Drew's a senior in high school. There's so much extra that goes on with that. Um, you love it. Jet says, I've seen the preview of Hunting Housewords and it looks cheesy. I love it. I don't think I'll watch it. I'm just not into movies like that. I didn't even know. I'm so not the girl in the relationship. I didn't even know what channel Lifetime was on my DirecTV. I had to Google it. It's 2.52 in case you're wondering like me. Um, oh, ooh, Krista. I love Megan. I wonder if her sobriety has changed her vibe with the chumps. I would like to think not because there's quite a few that either get sober curious. Joey Zalzig was sober curious for quite a while. Um, uh, Carney Wilson is absolutely sober uh, from being an alcoholic. And uh, Zach Noe Towers was an alcoholic. So he is completely sober. Um, who else? Yeah. I mean, Krista says, I love that you don't watch Lifetime. I hate it too. I'm just not that girl that watches those movies. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and they kept airing this um, single black female or something. I guess it's like a, a version of single white female movie. And I just, I don't know. I was just like, I don't want to watch about women abusing other, ugh, worse. I don't know. Crazy. What else? Um... Teddy talked about going on day dates versus evening dates. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, Jeff Lewis extended was Carrie Lewis and Pej. So, wow. If you haven't heard, or if you're not in the Sarah from Texas Facebook group, because we've been chatting about it already. Somebody already posted about it saying, did Jeff not know until today that Pepper was in the hospital? Like what? Or were they just wanting to talk about it on the air? We really couldn't tell. Tell me what you think. So Pepper started having a sore throat. Well, Carrie and Todd had this big trip, like three nights away, very expensive. They haven't been away for three nights in five years. So they were very much looking forward. They've already postponed the trip twice before. Um, Pepper wakes up and says, I've got a sore throat. So she's like, hey, Todd, take her to urgent care. I think it was last week. Maybe it was last Sunday. So maybe this went on for a week. Okay, I'm getting the timeline wrong, but takes her to urgent care, I think on a Sunday. She tests negative for strep with the quick test. But she still keeps coming into the room. And now she's saying, my neck hurts. 
and it's Pepper. So she's not the one that plays soccer like their other daughter, Quinn, right? So it's probably not a physical injury from a sport. Um, and it gets pretty bad. Like she knows her daughter and she's like, okay, I'm taking her to the doctor. I'm taking her back. Uh, they basically pull her out after doing a bunch of blood work and stuff for a couple of hours and said, look, don't be freaked out, but um, you need to go pack up your stuff and y'all are going to be in the hospital. Oh my God, the way Carrie held it together and she presented this to Pepper as if like, oh, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be an adventure. Hey, Todd, I need you to find uh, Quinn a ride to soccer practice tonight. You need to pack us up and join us at the hospital. Wow, what a good mom because she really had to fake it till she made it, right? Turns out she had an abscess somewhere in her neck towards the brainstem Somewhere very difficult to get to. And they had to do this ENT had to do an emergency surgery on her. So they noticed that her lymph nodes were swollen or something like that. But um, uh, she did end up having strep and, and, and the abscess was part of this, which was unusual, I guess. Very rare. I don't know. Um, ooh, wow. Krista says RSV, flu A and COVID are flooding hospitals right now. Ooh, that's sad. Um, yeah. So, you know, I also have never, my kids have never stayed overnight in a hospital. They, one, when he was like three or four, we were on vacation. He stuck a um, point to his ear because another kid put something in their ear. He stuck a piece of foam up his nose and we ended up the Dallas children's hospital, um, for a couple of hours one night. Um, anyways, but anytime you have to go to a hospital, a children's hospital, you're so stressed out. You're so worried about your own kid, but you also face the reality of like, there are kids here who, who may not go home. So she's dealing with all those emotions, tells us all about it. Um, I could not figure out if Jeff knew about it or not, but yeah. So she was in the hospital from last Wednesday until yesterday, Sunday, February 25th. Today, she wakes up and goes to school. I mean, dang. And, you know, Carrie's on the after show. Wow. That was a lot. Because I would think, you know, when you're in the hospital, you're not eating the same foods. You're not walking around. You might get lethargic. You might be so tired and maybe sick. She's still on antibiotics, they said. Um, but the, the main thing they're watching for is if she would have, um, she could have gotten uh, sepsis. They said she was on the verge of sepsis, which is basically when the infection gets into your bloodstream and then it can go to your heart and lungs and all sorts of stuff. The worst part. Wait, wait, never use urgent care. Why do you say never use urgent care? What else would you use then? Melanie pepper situation is why you never use urgent care. I mean, I've had my kids given a strep test and they do do it in the thing, but then they also send it off. And then a couple of days later, they call me and say, my kids never have strep, so they always say they never had it, but um, uh, that you, uh, they have to let it, you know, go in the culture. They have to let it incubate or whatever they call it. Um, Maybu Saris, I keep looking over your left shoulder. Looks like a spider's on my tree. Oh, right here. Oh, that's so funny. Maybu here. It's one of the fake olives. One of the fake olives, just a fake olive tree from Amazon. Anyways, that's funny. It does. I see what you're talking about though, right there. 
Um, oh, Marla says, I nearly died of sepsis. We have a family member that that got sepsis and, and, and they almost passed away too. It was very scary. Thank you, Melanie. Please hit the like and subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the biggest thing, oh my God. So they have two kids, two daughters, Pepper and Quinn. Quinn's very active in soccer. So the four of them spend a lot of time on the side, or the three of them, I should say, spend a lot of time on the soccer sideline. She had this huge soccer tournament this weekend. After coming home from the hospital for all these nights, I think, I think at this point, I think she was gone two nights, right? So maybe Wednesday and Thursday, this is maybe Friday and she's mad. Quinn is mad at her mom and shames her so bad for like the fact that she's going to miss this soccer tournament and all four of them aren't going to be there. Carrie handled that much better than I did. I would have, I mean, I would have been like, what the hell? The thing is, Quinn is not old enough to quite understand the severity of what was going on with her sister being in the hospital. I'm sure they were protecting her from that too, uh, a lot, but that was awful. That was awful. Yes. Very scary. Louise says, glad she's doing better. I'm a prayer. For, we'll add pe pepper to her prayer list. Yes. Add a uh, carry to your prayer list. Good Lord. I mean, she got all the emotions, all the stress, all the worry of everything going on with pepper. And then she's got her other daughter reaming her for not being a good mom. I'm like, oh my God, just terrible missing her soccer tournament. Oh my God, I would just die. Anyways. Um, oh, Melanie says the urgent care, was it the day before? I didn't think it was the day before. I thought it was days later, but I would have to re-listen to get all the facts straight. The urgent care Todd took Pepper to should have caught her issues. It was the day before she went to the R but I think you can get worse. And so, you know, anyways. Okay. Well, let, let us know. Jake, hey, Jake from Kansas. He did call in today. Um, oh, you called in about that. Provence, the, the drunk Teddy. That was a good phone call. I love whenever you call in. Jake from Kansas. Um, he was also going to fly out. Weren't you going to fly out for the, um, for one of the events, either, either Jeff's something came up. I was going to be able to meet you. And then I didn't get to meet you. I wish I would have Jake anyways. Um, well, thank you so much for joining live. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to hit and give me a five-star review, a rating and review. I would really appreciate it. If you haven't listened to Sunday's podcast, Sarah from Texas, it's all about the Wendy Williams and whether or not you should watch it. I made another video this morning after watching three and four, and I do recommend watching it, but only watch my video, watch my video. Make sure you're following me everywhere under Sarah from Texas. Make sure you join the Sarah from Texas Facebook group so we can all get to know each other even better. And if you're in the Houston area, there's an event underneath there for the March 13th, uh, Shannon Bedore and Vicki Gumbelson and Doug Buden uh, event at... Houston Improv. So we'll be getting together and having dinner and going to the show together. Okay. So don't forget tomorrow is Adrian Malou. She hasn't been on in forever and Doug Buden. So I will see you same place, same time tomorrow on YouTube live. Bye y'all. Bye chumpettes.